guys, welcome to Bad History. I'm joined with my good friend and esteemed colleague, Dave. How you doing, Dave? What's up, Steven? Uh, so, we got an exciting show for you this week um, on Bad History. And bad did I, History. Did I say the title of the podcast when I started it? It's Bad History. Um, well, I didn't it's, say it, but there it is. Did. It's Bad You did, did I say, say it. it. Yeah. <laughs> bad History. <laughs> Cool, cool. Okay, so we got a very exciting show for you lined up this week. Um, Bad history. As if this week is different from last week, because there was no last week. This is our first, first step. The first step. Is it? First step, man. First step. First Off ep. a cliff. First step. So, but no, this is exciting. Um, we're going to be What's... talking about our some of our favorite moments from history. We'll each be talking about kind of our favorite... Um, scene or time period and uh, that's just to kind of introduce you to us and to kind of get the th- get the ball rolling but, it's going to be uh, like storytelling yeah no it would be like telling a story to an old pal and gather around the fireplace the uh, fireplace the campfire <laughs> don't, gather around, don't gather around the fireplace <laughs> you'll look like an idiot you could I mean, you could, but would you? Maybe. Anyway, we'll. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, uh, just uh, how, how's your how's how's your week, Dave? My week has been the worst week ever. Oh yeah. I've been really sick. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. My voice is not actually this deep or raspy. Um, I'm normally a pretty high alto. Uh, you're low a, soprano, high you're also. A se- you're a second soprano. I've been pretty much compared to that of a calmer Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's cool. I'm getting over it. It's just getting colder. And when it yeah. gets colder, you get fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it was cold today. I don't know how, what it was like for you. But, oh, I mean, it, it was freezing in Indiana today. Yeah, it was, it was in Colombia. It was in the 40s this morning, and like, it was it, for the most part of the day, which I'm sure for some people isn't that cold. But shit, dude, you're in Colombia. Yeah, watch out for those drug cartels. I say. Oh, Colombia. Yeah, how's the coffee? In Colombia. Yeah, it's very good. I actually yeah. did make some great coffee this morning. <laughs> I bet you did. I did. I bet you did. I did. It was delicious. Let I, me let me hear about it. I don't right. drink coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee. All right, man. So I used my. So I'm I'm obsessed with coffee, uh, and I it's you know it's like lifeblood for me. But Stephen, do you have a beard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you wear skinny jeans sometimes? What's uh. What's your take on things that are popular in, in culture? Shitty. Do you think they're, they're shitty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, but I was I broke broke out the Chemex today, so and cool. um, I I I don't know I can't remember what kind of coffee it was. I ran out of my I I don't know if you know this, Dave, but I've been roasting my own coffee lately. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but I actually ran out of uh, unroasted coffee, so I've been I bought some coffee from Publix, and it was pretty good. I I made it this morning, and uh, do you get beans and then like do it like that? 
Yeah, so let me explain to you how I go about doing this. Welcome to the Coffee Podcast. This My name is Dave. Pod- this is the Coffee Podcast with Steven, where I uh, enlighten Dave on his stupid ways about coffee. I don't like coffee. Uh, yeah, I know. No, you like you like cream and sugar with a little bit of coffee. I've seen you drink it. I don't even do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you... Oh, yeah, okay. No, I remember why this... I think this is because back... A few years ago, before I started drinking coffee black, um, I used to drink it with like some cream and sugar, and we were having coffee at your house, your parents' house, after dinner one night, and it was me, you, and our buddy Colby, and you and Colby, Colby both drink... <laughs> Do what? I said Rip Colby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that dude. I don't know where he's been, but you and... Because you and Colby were both drinking it black, and Colby and you made some snide remark about how I don't drink coffee black. I oh no! I was, thinking that. I was I was just joking because, um, you know, th- there's like that stigma where if you're not a real man unless you drink your coffee black. Right, right. So, like, I don't give a fuck how you drink your coffee, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I do drink it black now. I've been in, enlightened. Oh yeah. But the, is yeah. it my fault? <laughs> yeah, it is. After that day, it was never the same. But did you, pl- did you play any video games this week, or see any good movies? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what movie? I watched Pulp Fiction. That's such with, a good movie. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend, uh, Gio, had never seen it before, and um, so we watched it together for the first time. For her first time, this is my like fifth time or sixth time watching it. And she really enjoyed it, which is awesome. You know uh, what I love about that movie hmm. is that uh, my favorite actor is in it, and he's pretty much the lead role, but nobody gives him credit as the lead character, and that's Bruce Willis. Most people will tell you that the main characters are like uh, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, no, I was I was watching that movie... But, like, yeah. most of the movie revolves around Butch, the boxer. <laughs> I would say most of the movie re- revolves around Marcellus. You mean, uh... Oh, okay, yeah. Marcellus Yeah, you Wallace. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say that's, like... No, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, but he's not, like, the main character. No, 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 no. I'd say, like, the main character, like, the person who gets, like the most story and stuff in that is, I, I would say it's Bruce Willis's character and like when you he talk about get... great Bruce Willis movies most people don't think to like oh, say dude, Pulp he's so good he's so good in that movie his his he's well so his time in yeah. every movie it's Bruce Willis <laughs> that's true oh, yeah. that's not true I will not say what? that but what I do... bad what alright hold on I gotta look up his IMDb for page. every good Bruce Willis movie there's two not good Bruce but Willis but that's not movies. true he does like movies okay they're not like you know Oscar winning movies but they're very entertaining I will say this about Bruce Willis is that he has made uh like five of the best like sci-fi or horror movies of all time oh yeah and like He's so, so important Six to, sense. That, to those movies. Like 12 wait, 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 hold Monkeys, on. dude. Hold on, hold on, Dave. Hold on, so Dave. Good. Dave, I need to tell you how many movies that he that that the man the man Bruce Willis is man. starring in that are that are, have not yet come out. 
Is it a lot? Nine movies. What? Coming out, like, between now and 2016, there are nine movies that are either in production, post-production, or, or filming, or completed. The only one I think I know about is, um, the rumored, uh, Die Hard 6. Apparently it's in, it's announced. Oh, okay, has it been announced? I'm Die not, Hard... I'm not excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean... Like, in no movie series, is there such, like, a fall, like, except maybe, like, Jaws, where the first movie <laughs> is, like... Is, is incredible. You, like, if somebody told you Die Hard is the best movie ever, you'd be like, eh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But Die Hard 4 and 5 are absolute... But the first garbage. three are, like... But the first three hold, like... The, the two that and three hold their three weight. The first three hold up. The first yeah, one is great. an amazing film. I actually have, I got, it's uh, the Die Hard, like, bundle, and it's yeah. only the first three. <laughs> they don't even, like... No, 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 they don't even... This was, like, well after the fourth one had come out. You know what I haven't seen? Is, isn't what? he, like, part of the Expendables crew? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> exp the first Expendables is great. I've never the seen any of them. Honestly, man, like, if you're looking... I think it was, like, the first Expendables was great because it was a movie that was... It was just a plain action movie. It was like you burn some brain cells, and it's awesome. I think the second one sucked. I haven't seen it, and then I've heard the third one's amazing because it's the most self-aware action movie. Yeah, he's also in Armageddon. Armageddon's pretty alright. Honestly, dude, it's like two and a half hours long, but I love that movie. It's one of those so movies much. like Con Air. Well, like, okay. I love Connor, but I would never say it's, like, a great movie. It's one of those movies that comes on TNT and you sit down and watch it from start to finish. Oh, wait, yeah, no. Connor. well, I just can't stand Nick Cage in that movie. What is wrong with you? He's the greatest. <laughs> is that his real hair? I don't know, man. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, he's got, like... Because he's got, like, the wispiest hair, and he's had that same, like, wispy hair forever. Yeah, Nick, Nick Cage needs to, uh... Just, he needs to stick to stealing the Declaration <laughs> oh of Independence. Oh my god, dude. You gotta, you gotta Google Nick Cage, man. It was such a good decision. Oh my god. But, um... <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of awesome movies, um... My birthday is this week. Tomorrow. And and well, we're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. Well, we're recording this on a Monday. Your birthday's on Tuesday. And uh, I'm planning on watching a few of my favorites that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't get to watch very often. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm going for a theme this year. What theme? So the theme is, um, like, nights and, uh, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the three movies I think I'm going to watch are I'm going to watch... The Fellowship of the Ring, okay. which is, like, you know, pretty much a perfect movie. Right. And then I'm going to watch Army of Darkness, which, okay. as I say Another about Army of movie. Darkness, if you, Army of Darkness is not your favorite movie, you've never seen Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was going to watch Your Highness, which is, like, a really stupid oh, movie, dude. but it makes me I laugh that so much. I love oh, that movie God. so much. 
That's good. So that's, that's, the that's, that's a I'm good going lineup, for. man. That's a good yeah. lineup. That's what I do on my birthdays. Just veg and watch some classic movies. That's great, dude. Has Kat seen Army of Darkness? Uh, my girlfriend Kathleen has not seen Army of Darkness. Oh man, she's in for she a topsy turvy ride. Going to though. Wow, that's exciting. You know the All right. best part of that movie? Huh. Is the opening of the movie has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. He's like walking in a line. He's like, my name is Ash and I am a slave. But let's oh, no. back it up. And he goes back in time a little bit to tell what's going on. That has oh, nothing yeah. to do with the movie. Well, He's not a pro- slave. It's, like, the, <laughs> it's from the end of uh, from yeah, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. But at the end of Evil Dead 2, he... He's just, like, captured. Well, he lands in medieval times. Medieval Europe. And he, you know, he lands at the restaurant, medieval times, mm-hmm. and they're jousting. <laughs> and he, like, doesn't he shoot down a demon really quick? Like, at the uh, end of Evil Dead 2? And he's yeah. like, they cheer him on. So, like, it's totally topsy-turvy. But I don't care. Oh, it doesn't movie. make any sense. That movie is... I mean, well, then the again... pinnacle of horror evil... comedy. Evil Dead 2 doesn't make any sense and it, within the Evil Dead canon. Dude, there is no canon. Yeah, it's, that's Take that true. canon and fire it out of a canon. Because now that's there's true. a new TV show coming out. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, we need to we need to move forward with this. Oh, yeah, we've been this going, a history podcast? We've been going on with this for 15 We're minutes. We're going to have to fucking cut a lot of that out. Nah, it'll be all right. Okay. Uh, Play the music while I transition into mine okay guys so i am gonna go first this week and um the story i would like to tell you is very personal to me because when i was in college long long time ago in a galaxy not so far away so many months ago so long ago college geez those were the days. It's long gone now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I decided to study the history of Somalia because I thought Somalia was the most interesting country on the goddamn planet. And I still think it is. And if you can challenge that, mm-hmm. then, I, you know, good on you because I can't, I can't think of another interesting country like that. Uh, and I would like to tell you the story of one specific event that happened in Somali history where a lot of my uh, research and a lot of my publishing and a lot of my mentoring was focused on. And that is the Mogadishu riots of, like, early January. (laughs) It started January 7th. I didn't know if I want to go, like, that into it. Um, or January uh, 11th, sorry, 1948. So, a little backstory. You're allowed to interject and to make comments and stuff, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, I was just letting you go. You <laughs> okay. seem so into it. I'm so into it. The fucking, the fireplace is crackling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're standing around the fireplace and I'm telling you story. <laughs> okay, guys, so, uh, Somalia, as we know it today, uh, was not a unified country in in the post 
World War II, you know, European imperialist context. Mm-hmm. So, Italy had a territory, Italian Somali land, Britain had a territory, and they came into odds when, you know, World War II broke out. And All that shit, yeah. Italy was not on the same page as <laughs> the rest of us for a while. Italy's never really on the same page as the rest of us. Right? Like, what are you guys doing? Fucking get get on the get on the right page. You always end the war with us, but you never start the war with us. <laughs> uh, Wait, so this is this is World War or what year? We're World War Two, so Okay, the, okay. 1948 is where I'm going to focus it on, but, but like, you know, you need the context that World War II happened. Cause it, you know, a little thing called World War II happened. Yeah, just, a, just a bit. They were walking around calling it World War II <laughs> during World War II. <laughs> just like how they were calling it World War One back uh-huh. in World War One. Why are you calling uh-huh. it World War World I, War I, Johnny? <laughs> I have a feeling. Um, <laughs> so, um... After the war, there was this big old thing called mm-hmm. the Potsdam Conference. You familiar mm-hmm. with the Potsdam Conference? Yeah, I've heard it. Uh, it's been sloshed, da- sloshed around the old dome before. Oh, yeah? yeah. So, uh, the Potsdam Conference uh, is where the you know leaders of the Allies, the USSR, the USA, and good old Britain, mm-hmm. they got together after the war. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, guys, a lot of shit just happened. So we got to, like, uh, figure out what we're going to do with all these territories that, you know... All belonged, this land. All this land that belonged to a bunch of us yeah. that no longer does. So um, what they decided there was... That Italian Somaliland, which Italy lost after the war, uh-huh. they, they said, "We're not going to give that back to Italy, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure out what we're gonna do." So Britain took over, okay. And when Britain mm-hmm. took over um, Italian Somaliland, they started giving the Somalis a lot more rights because well, before, the Italians... before we go all of this, I just had this like hilarious image. I feel like Italy's the little brother in. Like the big brothers always bailed him out of trouble. Yeah, he's you know like, what I mean. <laughs> Britain's like, I'm, I'm, like, little Italy, what are you doing hanging out <laughs> with Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Little, little Italy's that kid that could grow like a little mustache really early. <laughs> he, he can grow like the uh, like the, the, the stubble on his upper oh, lip. Oh yeah, it's like gross. <sighs> It's, oh god, yeah. It's Michael Sarah stash. It's Michael Sarah. Italy's Michael Sarah. Italy is Michael Sarah. Oh man. Uh, so Britain took over. Little Britain took over. Little Britain took over. And they were like, "Okay, Somalis, you guys have been pretty fucked by the Italians. <laughs> like, they did all these atrocities. They shot you up. Um, there's mm-hmm. like a famous story where." Mussolini's oldest son, who was a pilot in the Air Force, would just, like, fly his plane over, like, Somali villages and shoot the joint up God. <laughs> like, for no reason. And um, 
So they're like, so we're going to let you guys, you know, politically organize and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not, we don't consider you equals. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have, like, voting rights yet or anything. Oh, like no, no, that. no. Don't of get not. too ahead of yourself. You're still black, and this is still the 1940s. <laughs> um, but like things are not going to be okay for a while. Yeah, just but, buckle up. But like, <laughs> so here's what you guys can do. Um, we're gonna take a, a while and decide what to do with you. If we're gonna, you know, <laughs> keep you for ourselves yeah. or let you loose. Um, but you guys, you know, start politically organizing, and then. Out of this came the Somali Youth League, and as Stephen knows, I mm-hmm. am a big Somali Youth League scholar. It was the basis. You and literally one other person on this And literally earth. one other person. If you try to find out any information on the Somali Youth League, you won't. <laughs> you will find my name on anything that is printed, because guess what? There's not a lot printed on it. But you know what's weird? You know what's Hmm. weird is um, since I finished that kind of chapter of my research, a lot more SYL stuff has, like, surfaced independently. It's kind of like we all found it at the same time, and we're just in a race to get something published. So the Small Youth League, is this grassroots political organization. And they're like, guys, listen up. What we do not want is for them to decide to give us back to Italy. Because fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, so what are we going to do? And they're like, okay. So this this committee is going to come visit Somalia. It's called the Four Power Commission. Okay. And the mm-hmm. Four Power Commission is made up of these delegates from four, you know, prominent, uh, like, countries uh, who are going to decide the fate of Somaliland. It was the Soviet Union, the United States, Gold Britain, and then France. Because France was always, you know, <laughs> holding hands with Britain during this time for some yeah. reason. They're codependent. They're codependent on each other. And they're like, okay, when the Four Power Commission comes in, we're going to make a bunch mm-hmm. of signs, we're going to get a bunch of banners, we're going to make a lot of speeches. Um, we're going to show them that it is not in the best interest uh, of the Somali people to be given back to the Italians. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the day comes. It's January 11th, 1948. It's morning. And the Four Power Commission lands in Mogadishu, which is in the former Italian Somaliland at this time. And mm-hmm. the SYL had signed a bunch of papers, got a bunch of permits. They were going to peacefully protest and, you know, do demonstrations and show, you know, how great uh, the Somalis were and how they could be, mm-hmm. you know, independent and they could rule themselves. And... Uh, instead, what happened was the Italians who lived in Mogadishu, who were left uh-huh. over, uh, decided to have an illegal demonstration and nice. blocked the SYL from, you know, practicing their completely legal, completely government-sanctioned one. Uh-huh. 
and uh, they were like, yeah, you need to give it back to Italy, these guys, they can't handle themselves, we're Italians, you know, we're pretty cool, we're Europe, you know, we've been ruling Africa for a long time now, and uh, as you can, uh, as you can guess, it, it didn't go so well. The, the groups, I would imagine. The groups were kind of angry, and uh, a bunch of riots broke out. And this is known as the Mogadishu riots of 1948, and it's it's interesting because like let me paint a picture for you. Okay. So, you step off your plane. You're one of the four power commissions, and it's Somalia, and it's hot yeah. as hell. Yeah. And you're going into Mogadishu, and you're like, great, let's let's see how things are doing. We got our checklists, and let's take a look. And you look. And there's bullets flying in the streets. <laughs> people bashing broken bottles into each other's faces. Oh my god. Uh, fires, looting, just complete Jesus pandemonium. Uh, a full-on two-hour-long battle, technically classified as a battle, uh, broke out during the Somali Youth League's parade. Uh, and uh, it it said that at least 52 Italians died in the streets of Mogadishu uh, that day and I don't know the exact count of Mogadishians like of native Somalis probably more but there's definitely not a reliable number yeah, there's no, way to, there's no way to and, prove it. And, like, I don't want to sound biased, but I totally yeah. am. But sure. if, if you sit outside and you have all this stuff and you look in, the Italians were kind of dicks. <laughs> and no, nobody, well, yeah. Nobody duh. knows who started it. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, if the if the Italians are coming, like, coming in, spouting their racial superiority bullshit, yeah. like, it's their fault. Let's be real. And this is like a really tra- like traumatic event for the SYL. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this very prominent woman who was uh, a Somali nationalist who fought for independence named Habo Taco, mm-hmm. she actually died during these riots. And, and she was like, Ooh. became a martyr and was like a poster child for the struggle. But what resulted was a very long court hearing process in which pretty much all the blame was put directly on the SYL. You know, the Italians had more eloquent defenses, and they were European, and they were white, obviously. Well, yeah, I think that's the big thing, is they're European white. Yeah, and and uh, it, it pretty much ended the Somali Youth League for a while. God. It sent them underground. Uh, they became sort of an outlaw group in, in many places in Somalia and, un, until independence where, you know, they, they resurfaced and gained, like, a very strong following. But, like, it's just this really sad and abrupt picture of, of what imperialist Africa uh-huh. looked like, you know? You had these Africans working hard to present their case to essentially 
the European o- overlords, you know, who who were the yeah. only ones who could who could really do anything about it. Who, who their fate was in their hands, and then a bunch of other Europeans were like, "Nah, let's fuck this up completely for them." And, and fucking Italy, I'm telling you, man. And they like ruined everything. So many people died. Those court cases are locked up in the National Archives of London. I read all of them. It took hours. It was so interesting reading these like personal accounts, like mm-hmm. women walking on the streets, and out through the alley comes hundreds of men with pitchforks and with hatchets, with sticks, with rocks, just causing complete pandemonium, killing and burning everything in their path. Mogadishu being a, a, you know, a decent-sized city for Africa at Mm -hmm. the time, you know, you're you're not looking at mud huts, you know what I mean? These are, like, established buildings and government offices and, and, like, you know, it was complete. It was a complete wreck. And it's... Those court cases, I don't know how that isn't a movie because it is so interesting. And that's uh, crazy, man. And yeah, I think that story is like really telling of the entire post-imperial af- like attitude in Africa towards Europe. Mm-hmm. They tried so hard, they just got shat on, and it was an Italian food shit. So you know it was runny, <laughs> and you know it was a little diarrhea. Because every time I go to the Olive Garden, I'm dashing for the toilet. I think your problem is that you're going to the Olive Garden. I think your problem is is that you don't know about that free breadsticks game. Free breadsticks. I'm talking about unlimited breadsticks, bro. These. This is that's very true. This is all very true. So that's my story. Dang, that's interesting. I've actually, you know, I knew you were doing the Somalian youth league. That was your whole focus when you were writing and shit, but I never really asked you, like, what the deal with it was. That's, so that's like, cool. just one event, too. Like, there's so yeah. many more and so many interesting things. And try to find published works on them. I dare you. If you find them, you're lying. That's cool, man. That's cool that you've, you're, you're published. What you've published is, like, the first of its kind. Yeah. Uh, it's, new, it's like a new species. It's like a new species. Life finds a way. Life but, does find a way. But uh, I pretty much like, you know... And I think I'm pretty much done with that part of my life in, in that research for God. But I will forever have that soft spot. I mean, you're published, man. Yeah, well... That's pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> Pending publishing in a major African journal right now. So. Oh, is it like being under review, being edited? Yeah, I don't know how that's going on. I pretty much submitted it and to mm-hmm. the editor who was a really close friend. And I, I feel like um, he's going to assimilate it into a greater work. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I wash my hands is... of this. Yeah, seriously, that dude, you graduated, whatever. Whatever. I got my paper. I got my paper. Fuck says it. he did good. Well... That is my story for the week. I am excited as hell to hear about yours. Cool. Transitional music. 
Alright, so before I get started on mine, I actually need to go grab... I'm going to quote some primary sources, but give me five seconds to go grab the book. Okay, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, uh, uh I'm just going to edit this know. out. Figure something out. Several seconds of editing later. Alright, I'm back. <laughs> okay, cool. Alright, so I'm going to talk about my story now. and um, So I'm going to be talking... Dave talked about a particular day. I'm going to be talking about uh like 200 years oh wow so, yeah uh very condensed though like super condensed so fucking campbell soup that shit dude oh, 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 oh yeah super condensed baby so i'm gonna be talking about something i'm super passionate about which is the crusades and whoa yeah oh, oh, oh yes when we say um, crusades yeah we're we talking about the christian and muslim holy wars over jerusalem that yeah duh of okay. course just, just actually just making sure dude they actually they do encompass more than that because uh and I'll, and I'll get to that when i when i start talking about it but anyway so before i i'm gonna lay down some background information so to set the scene for you the year is 1095 it great is year the, in the heart of the middle ages the Middle Ages, of course, lasting from roughly from year 500 to year 1500 AD, so? <laughs> of course, and uh, <laughs> repeating, of course. And, <laughs> oh my God, get the fuck out of here! And uh, but no, so the year is 1095, and the Pope at the time is Pope Urban II. And during this time period, Christians hold, uh, you know, pretty much have Europe by the balls. And I mean, when I say Europe, I mean Western Europe. France, uh, Holy Roman Empire, parts of Spain at the time, which is divided up into territories, sort of separate separate principalities. Well, lots of uh, Spain was Muslim at the time. Oh uh, yeah, good about about half of this time was was Muslim. Cordoba. Um, well, and like that's why I talk when I when I talk I'll talk more about this. And but, the Umayyad Caliphate. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. All right, and, but uh, you can look it up. Uh, anyway, so the year is 1095, and Pope Urban II is the Pope during this time period, and he realizes that a lot of European Christians are killing each other, and this isn't cool. This isn't going to fly. So uh, during this time period, he gets a call from the Orthodox Christians over in Constantinople, and the <coughs> ruler during this time period is Alexei. And the the Muslim caliphates, the Turks, are really pushing against the Constantinople's doorstep because Constantinople, Constantinople is you know commonly referred to as the gateway to the east. It sits right on uh, you know right on the the strait between that divides the quote unquote Middle East and Europe. The Bosphorus Strait. So Bosphorus Strait, yeah. So. The, the Catholics and the the Orthodox Christians are like, uh, you know, two girls who used to be really good friends with each other and then got in a really bad fight and they can't really remember what they're fighting about, but they're just mad at each other. But they're just mad. So that's kind of like the Orthodox Christians and the Catholic Christians. And, but the Orthodox... That's great. They're just mad at each other and they can't remember why. But the Orthodox Christians call the um, Catholics... And they're like, hey, we got these Muslims on our doorstep. Can you help us get rid of them? And Urban, being the smart old guy that he is, 
that hides. This is, this is, you know, this will really kill two birds with one stone. <coughs> Not only will this, uh, I get to send Christians to the east, but I also get them to stop killing each other in the west. So, what he decides to do is he calls for a crusade to go take back, to, you know, push the Muslims back and take back the Holy Lands. The Council oh. of Clarendon. Yes. Claremont. Claremont. See, I'm yeah. so glad you know <laughs> what you're talking about because I don't. No, it's all good. So, uh, what he does, Urban II, is, or I'm sorry, when I say the Holy Lands, what I'm referring to is Jerusalem primarily, but also you have, you know, this whole the whole strait leading down from Constantinople to Jerusalem. So like, you know, what 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 major cities are um, on that? We got Damascus, Edessa, D- Damascus, uh, but Edessa, Antioch, and um, oh my God, I'm totally blanking on the third the third city. Accra, or is that yeah. later? Yeah, no, 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 that's that's it. Okay, cool. And anyway, <clears throat> so what happens is Urban II, uh, the Council of Claremont says, you know, we need to, he says we need to go to war, go retake the Holy Lands. And uh, before I get into Sorry. this, uh, one of the whole things is that, you know, is it Christian for Christians to kill people, right? Like, is it cool? Is it just for Christians to go to war? And a lot of what the Christians are referring to, like, to get a lot of their, like, their religious law is to this guy named Augustus of Hippo. Have you heard of him? Augustus the Hippo? Augustine of Hippo. No, I've not heard of him. So he's this, uh, he's a scholar who was posted up in uh, North Africa in, during the later Roman era, when Rome is pre- predominantly Christian. And he writes a lot about uh, like Christian interpretations of laws. And it's he's referred to during this time period a lot for his teachings because he talks about a lot of things that you know Christians are wondering about. One of them, he writes something about just war. And uh, I want I want to read this. Uh, okay, so he says, if it is supposed that God cannot enjoin warfare because in after times it was said by the Lord Jesus Christ. I say unto you that you resist not evil, but if anyone strike you on the right cheek, turn to him the left also. Right, so we get that classic saying, if, you know, you turn the other cheek. But then, so he follows this up and says, the answer is that what is here required is not a bodily action, but an inward disposition. So what he's saying is that if someone hits you on the right cheek, it's cool to hit them back as long as you forgive them internally. Okay, that's great. So, yes, yeah. So they're going off of this whole idea that, yeah, it's super cool if someone, like, if someone attacks you to attack them back as long as you forgive them. So Urban II calls for Crusade, and it takes a while for for word to get around, right? Because it's the Middle Ages, only 10% of the population can read or something like that. And so it's a lot of people, a lot of, like, people going around to different towns saying the Pope is called Crusade. And uh, this is in 1095 that this happens. The first crusade, the, what we generally think of as the first crusade, actually doesn't occur until 1099. It takes four years for 
like an official crusade to actually happen. Well, wasn't and, there a tech, like a non-official one yeah. that happened before? Oh, yeah. Then? Like the, there the, was. the one we call the first crusade is actually the prince's crusade, right? Exactly. Cool. It, dead on. So the first crusade to actually occur is what's commonly referred to as the Peasant's Crusade. Mm. And this happens the year after Crusade is called in 1096. And it's started by this guy named Peter the Hermit. (laughs) And Peter the Hermit is this guy who who claims to have heard Urban II speak and is going around preaching Crusade. And as he's going around preaching Crusade, he's getting all these people to come follow him to go on Crusade with him. And so, to make a long story short, he goes on Crusade gets a huge uh, group of people to follow him. You know, he gets a military leader, and they just go and pretty much fuck shit up and really just kind of get wiped out. So, there is this peasant crusade, but it's so widely ignored by most people because they really didn't do anything. Yeah. They went to Constantinople, they just fucked shit up over there, and then that was the end of it. So, 1099, the princes of, uh, of major European families, and in it's mainly French that are going on crusade for, for almost all of it. It's mostly French, but these also have Germans and um, you've got these, these French, French princes and German princes who are, you know, the second sons. They're, they're, they're not the ones who are in line to rule and they go on crusade. And the first crusade is really the only crusade that is successful for the Christians. They go on crusade, and as they're going down the down the strip through Constantinople, down the strip towards Jerusalem, they're capturing cities, and that's when you have uh, Acre and Edessa, Antioch, uh, Antioch, and I'm totally blanking on it. Tripoli. Are you and, talking about Tyre? Not Tripoli, but anyway, so they go in and they go and they finally capture Jerusalem, right? And the whole story goes that when they capture Jerusalem. They kill everybody in the city. Oh, yeah. So they kill men, women, and children. Every single person in the city. There's primary source accounts that blood is literally rising up to the knees of people. There's so many There's so many people dead in the city. So everybody's dead. The, you know, hooray, the crusaders have taken. The Christian crusaders have taken Jerusalem for God. And, and they, they ran out the Fatimids, right? The Muslims who had, yeah, who had yeah. taken over. Yeah, they run them out of town. Yeah. and But they run into this problem where you got all these guys who went on crusades to Jerusalem, which is across, you know, a sea. The known world, <laughs> pretty much, at that point. A whole world away. Yeah. And there's no, there's no women. Okay. And there's no merchants. Yeah. And there's no, you know. There's no all you, you have... You have like a ragtag group of soldiers and no one else. So they quickly try to move people over to Jerusalem to uh, to try to repopulate the city pretty much. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm just going to blow through the Second and Third Crusade because what I really want to talk about is the Crusades in Europe. So the Second Crusade is called the King's Crusade. And this is when you actually see kings starting to go to to go to crusade and and at this point you know crusade is now this popular it's kind of like the hip posh thing to do is go on crusade right yeah and so my dad paid for me to go on the crusade this year right exactly Mm, i'm gonna go steal some jewish homes (laughs) 
So you have uh oh, oh I'm about to talk about that. Anyway, you have Louis the Seventh and Conrad the Third of Germany, <coughs> and these are the two kings that go on crusade. And the reason that they go on crusade is because Edessa fell, and Edessa is one of the crusader states, and uh, you know, on that strip of land. So they go and they go try to take back Edessa, but they fail. They fail pretty miserably, and this also, you know, is just another nail in the coffin for them losing Jerusalem. Yeah. Then the third crusade occurs, and this is probably the most popular crusade simply because this is when Richard the Lionheart goes on crusade. Oh my god! And yeah, so again, to make a very, you know, long story short, Richard the Lionheart goes on crusade, and so Richard the Lionheart goes on crusade. You also have uh, the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick Barbarossa going on crusade here. Damn. Um. So there. They're going to try to take back Jerusalem, right? And this is, like, the popular idea, like, we're going to go take back Jerusalem. And what ends up happening is it's a, like, super bloody conflict. And uh, it ends with the Richard Richard the, the First just striking a deal with uh, the Muslim emperor saying... Or, and who's Saladin at this point. Uh, the greatest... Oh, the greatest. Saladin equals Bay. Yeah. He strikes a deal with Saladin and says, uh, you know, you can control Jerusalem. You know, and and the whole whole, whole problem here is, you know, does Richard really have the authority to to strike a deal with Saladin? You know. So, uh, but anyway, strikes a deal with Saladin. Richard goes back, you know, uh, rapes and pillage it all, you know, all along the way. Eventually, dies before he gets home. Damn. Yeah. Before that, he gets ki- kidnapped. He gets kidnapped on his way home. Gets gets released, and then eventually, you know, he dies before he gets home. And that's when you have King John ruling Europe, and then the Magna Carta and all that stuff. Robin Hood. <clears throat> oh yeah. Anyway, so what? I, but what I really wanted to talk about with the Crusade is the Crusades that happened in Europe. You know, while these other Crusades were going on. So, you know, you know about indulgences, right? Yeah, the coin in the coffer. Right. So an indulgence says, like, if you do this thing, then you will, you know, go to heaven, right? Or you'll have less time in purgatory. Yeah. And so in order to get people to sign up for crusades, because as the crusades kept happening, and they kept happening, as the crusades kept happening, more, less and less people wanted to go on crusades. They were hearing about what was going on, what was happening, and it was just a very stale idea. Idea after a while. So, in order to get men, the church started like really repping this idea. Like, if you go on crusade, even if you just go, you don't even have to like fight or die or anything. If you just go on crusade, you'll, you know, you, that's an indulgence. Yeah. You'll, you're, you'll go to heaven. So, this appealed to, a, like everybody, a, you know, a lot of people. So what ended up happening is you had people, instead of going, they realized, like, hey, we don't have to go all the way to Jerusalem and the Middle East to fight off Muslims. We can just go kill non-Christians in Europe. And we can go fight to expand Christian territory in Europe. Yeah. And so let's think about non-Christians in Europe. We have Jews and pagans. Woo! Yeah. And so I think the Jews are... uh, they're a group of people who really don't get recognized as being 
very heavily affected by the Crusades. And even from the very beginning, during the Peasants' Crusade, as they're marching towards Constantinople, they're going through these Jewish towns, and you know these Jewish these Jewish stretches of you know you can call them territory, but it's these Jewish stretches the of Jewish like, badlands, the Jewish badlands, and they're going through and killing and burning and looting. And again, I'm going to quote another primary source here, and this is from uh, Solomon Bar Samson who is a very, he's a, he's a famous Jewish writer. He says this, The women there girded their loins with strength and slew their sons and their daughters and then themselves. Many men too plucked up courage, killed their wives, their sons, their infants. The tender and delicate mother slaughtered the babe she had played with. All of them, men and women, arose and slaughtered one another. Here he's talking about um, the Jewish population as the crusaders during the peasant crusade are marching on um, their homes. So, Instead of getting killed by them or possibly being forced to convert, they just opt to kill themselves instead. And there's this another really graphic primary source where a mother is chasing around her kid with a butcher knife because uh, she's trying to kill them so that their their souls aren't like tainted by having to convert. Um, it's pretty it's pretty brutal stuff and. This happens not only during the Peasant Crusade, but... Do what? It's pretty fucking metal. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and this is just... This isn't just happening. It's something that happens during the Peasant Crusades. It happens throughout throughout the... This 200-year time span of the Crusades. Uh, Because, you know, it's just thieves and criminals and, you know, peasants that want to get indulgences but don't really want to go to Jerusalem, you know, and fight in the Crusades to get them. Um, so it's something that happens throughout this time period, and, uh, you know, there's an argument to be made, and you can definitely make it, that this is actually the beginning of anti-Semitism. You know, like, like modern anti-Semitism. When, okay, yeah, okay. You know, la- like, like... I like would this... say, like, the beginning of anti-Semitism was, like, probably mm-hmm. Rome or whatever, you know? But, I mean, even, even like... But like the the problem with that is that this is really the time period when you when this idea emerges that if you're not Christian you don't belong here. Yeah. And I think that's really the root of anti-Semitism because before this time period, it's like they're really they're I mean they're living together because uh, like the biggest thing is that Christians Catholic Christians can't handle money they can't you know invest they can't like. Bank, do banking pretty much it's a sin so yeah. so they have you know like the Jews are the bankers and they're the you know they're the ones handling the money because they're allowed to yeah but I mean that's also where this whole the whole uh, the stereotype comes from is that you know in the Middle Ages they were the bankers they were the ones that were handling money because Christians couldn't so like my mom's last name mm-hmm. uh, was Cohen before she got mm-hmm. remarried. Cohan when they came to America. That is uh, a derivation uh, that leads us to the word coin because the tribe that she originated from Mm -hmm. were bankers. So they dealt with coins. That's really interesting. So, like, it's very, like, you know, you think of uh, Miller or Baker or Taylor. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Coin. You know. I mean, that was... 
that was the middle the middle ages are a very crazy time period but also and then you know something else that's interesting and it's just you take it how it is and you know interpret it how you want to interpret but augustine a hippo the guy who said you know it's cool like turn the other cheek but it's internally it's not externally right yeah he was very much against the killing of non-christians he was very much against the killing of jews yeah um good guy so yeah, so that's just something to think about. But that's that's pretty much just what I wanted to talk about. It's super rough and very general and very broad, not specific like yours. But it's just something that like I think I I really find find interesting and I'm really passionate about and I like to return to it and you know think about it. But yeah, that was just that's me. Yeah. So I mean, what we pretty much covered today was just little instances or. Or in, in your case, just subject matter mm-hmm. that pretty much are at the heart of our historical research, and you know we wanted yeah. to tell stories about that, and, and we're trying to keep a kind of storytelling atmosphere here, make it more like a conversation instead of a lecture. And yeah. um, next week we're going to be covering. A very interesting topic, maybe a mm-hmm. controversial topic. I hope so. And uh, we're we're going to be discussing um, who each one of us believes is the greatest military leader in history. Oh yes. And it's not just oh, 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 favorites oh, yes. because we can't pick favorites. We have to. We have to. It's it's not a debate because we're not going to agree upon it unless we randomly pick the same person, which we won't. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah it should be fun. And, I'm, excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. And uh, we hope to see, or <laughs> we hope to have you all listen to us next week. Yeah. On bad history. But, uh, um, yeah, but before we go, uh, I just want to say, um, you know, thank you guys for who, everyone who made it through this first episode. Uh, I know it's probably a little bit rough, but you know, we're we're working through the kinks. We're still trying to figure this out. Uh, you know, this is this is a new experience to both of us, but you know, we really have a good time doing this. And um, and and like, we ha- I want to clarify something really quick. Is Stephen and I, uh, we are more so history fans than anything, right? Yeah, we both got degrees in history in specific areas. We've both done extensive professional research. We've written extensive professional essays and, and and that's that. We're not trying to claim that we are any great authority on Oh on yeah, anything. no, not at all. We're not trying not to claim that we know more than any PhDs, any, any professors. This yeah, history no. in the very beginning was a hobby. We just loved yeah. telling stories and hearing stories about humanity's past. And sometimes in our stories, we embellish a little bit because yeah. that's what storytelling is and that's what makes it great is, is the truth and the perceived truth. And uh, that's really what the heart of bad history is. Right. Oh, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I think that was a very good way to put it. And, um, yeah, like we, you know, we may exaggerate a little bit, but it's all just in good fun. 
that, but also, that, you that know, being said, you know, we welcome criticism, but please don't yeah. flood us with dates don't be an and asshole. times. Just don't don't be a dick. Like bag. I know That's it's important, and if we do make any major mistakes that are addressed, we'll be sure to, you know, uh, alleviate them. But yeah. but most of this stuff is is very opinion based. Like next week, for example. Greatest oh god, it's gonna be. Leader, you know what I mean? It's gonna be, yeah. But no, really, honestly, like if um if we get something wrong, uh, you can tweet at us. Tweet at us. Our Twitter is bad history cast at you know at bad history cast. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know what we got got what what we got wrong. You can email us at uh at bad history podcast at gmail dot com. And you know, let us know what we got wrong. Uh, let let, let us these know. idiots know. You know. Cover yeah. our essays with red ink. We're used yeah. to it. Trust oh, us. Oh God, yeah. Um, but no, and you know, if you got uh, if you got something you liked about the show, let us know. Uh, you send us in questions too. We 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 love we would love to hear from from you guys. We'd love to hear what you have to say and um, send us some questions you want answered. We'll answer them for sure. Um, but again, you can tweet at us. It's at Bad History Cast. Or email us at badhistorypodcast at gmail dot com. Um, either one of those, and we will definitely get back from get back to you. You'll be hearing a response from from us. Either we'll tweet at you, or you'll hear about it on the show. Um, but absolutely, yeah. And also, uh, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. I know it's kind of tacky to say that, but it really does help out a like, lot. Like, really subscribe. Does mean- like, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Watch my Let's uh, Play. Um, <laughs> but, no, it, it, no. it honestly does. What? I said, Jesus, no. <laughs> but it, it, it does help a lot, you know, to get uh, to get that feedback. It gets us up there in the numbers. and uh, But I think that's probably going to do it for us for today. Right on, Steven. Um, I want to... I actually... I was just thinking about this. This is to- totally off the cuff, spur of the moment. But I'd like to end each show with just a really outrageous fact from history. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, during the Middle Ages, if you were told to sit on the Jud- on Judas's cradle, you were in big trouble. Basically, it was a stool with a wooden pyramid on the top. Ow. Yikes. Yikes, the Middle Ages were fucked up. Alright, well, I think that's it for us. Uh... <laughs> Uh yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this first episode. We hope you liked it. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh you know, like I said again, uh email us, tweet us, let us know what you like, what you didn't like, what we got wrong, all that good stuff, and tune in uh next week and we'll talk to you then. Right on. Um...